0: everybody welcome to another episode of book goodies the author series i'm your host Deborah carney and today i am joined by uh, my guest katherine stark who wrote a children's travel book that sounds absolutely fascinating hi katherine how you doing hi thanks for having me um why don't you introduce yourself to the folks and tell them a little bit about yourself
1: sure i am an elementary school literacy specialist in Richmond, Virginia. In addition, I'm a children's author, a public speaker, a freelance writer, and I'm the owner and founder of Creative Minds Publications and Consulting, which is a global educational company based here in Richmond. Nice. It sounds like you keep yourself a little busy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. And I'm, I use my summertime to really catch up on projects that I need to focus on.
0: Yeah. Now, um,
1: tell us about your, um, your children's book. Amy's Travels is a multicultural children's book that teaches the seven continents through the eyes of a young Latina girl. And it's actually based on the true story of my friend Amy, who grew up traveling around the world. She lived on five of the seven continents. So I decided to write her story um, to teach the seven continents to children to really understand the culture, diversity, and geography of our world.
0: And I'm thinking the two continents she didn't live on are the are Antarctica. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, continent number one. And she also did not live on Australia. But, and it, oh, wow. It's in, I know. It's in the book because it's the next place she wants to visit. Okay. So that way the children are exposed. To the life in Australia as well
0: that's awesome and how old was she when she did all this traveling well her whole life obviously but when did she start out
1: yes she was born in Honduras and so from infancy all the way up through her 11 years old 12 years old is when she moved to Washington DC Wow so I mean she went to kindergarten in Kenya and family vacations in Holland and she definitely had a story to share, much much more interesting than, than my story, you know, <laughs> my regular vacations to the beach. They didn't make as an exciting book as Amy's life did.
0: <laughs> well, and what's really neat is you got to talk to her while she's so young so that these memories are now captured. You know, I mean, when kids hit that 12, 13 years old, they start forgetting things mm-hmm. uh, from when they were much younger. Exactly. So at 11, they're still at that age, you know, if you're talking to them at 10 or 11, they can still remember the stories. And it's uh, it's wonderful that you got the idea for the book and you captured her story and yes. was able to get that out there and use it as an educational resource.
1: Correct. It has a lesson plans for teachers, K-5. through It has a comprehensive book guide for parents and teachers, and it's used... Uh, you know, along with social studies curriculum throughout the nation and around the world because no matter where you live, you're learning about the, six, the seven continents.
0: That's, that's great. That's what every children's book author dreams of. <laughs> <laughs> now, and the really cool part about this, especially the fact that you're in schools as a curriculum, is that you are an independently published author.
1: Correct, yes. I started Creative Minds Publications simply to promote and market Amy's Travels and originally wrote it for my students and and my school and just my local area of Richmond and since that was a few years ago, you know, Amy's Travels is now used worldwide and it was just released in its second edition and now our company publishes other works from teachers. That have a great idea that say you know I want to write this story and I really want to use it in the schools so our company has expanded and just continues to grow based around the same mission of creating and developing engaging in educational children's literature
0: and are you uh, working with a lot of younger writers or is it mostly you know adults that are writing the the stories
1: it's mainly teachers Yes, it's a lot of educators that just have an idea and want to understand how to get it into book form and share it with schools.
0: Okay. And how did you make those initial inroads? Just since you were a teacher, you were able to make some contacts that maybe another author wouldn't have been able to do?
1: Right. I present um, literacy workshops around the nation, so I, I work with children, teachers, and parents On literacy instruction and children's books and reading aloud and everything you can imagine and a lot of people sitting in my sessions have said you know I wanted to write a book and it's so hard to do and how did you do it and I think just that connection of me being an educator but also being in the industry Mm -hmm. made it more you know easy for them to speak with me and share their ideas because we were on the same page
0: That's great. And you already kind of had a built-in platform before you started the book.
1: Yes, exactly. So I knew what I wanted to write, who I was writing for, who I wanted to share it with, and I just continued to make those contacts and and share our work.
0: Now, since you're busy helping other writers um, get their books published, do
1: you have any
0: future projects for books of your own?
1: Yes. Well, It's so funny because a lot of people ask if Amy's travels is is going to go anywhere else. (laughs) Are we going to write another book, you know, focusing on certain countries or things? And and that's an idea, you know, to really – children love Amy. You know, you can relate to her. Her brother's in the story. Her mom and dad are in the story. So the kids make real-life connections with Amy. So it's always a possibility to do more Amy stories. And in addition to that, I'm doing a lot of professional books for parents and for educators really regarding quality literacy instruction and engaging children's books to motivate kids to learn to read.
0: Okay, and those are also published under your own imprint? Correct.
1: Creative Minds Publications. Awesome, and that's where people would be able to go to find your books. Yes, you can find um, Amy's Travels on Amazon or at CreativeMindsPublications.com, and the other title, Turtle Without a Home, is also available at Creative Minds Publications. Turtle Without a Home. Tell me about that. That was written by some educators in Northern Virginia and published under our imprint, and it's an environmental story you know, really teaching the importance of taking care of our earth, not littering, the importance of recycling, and the turtles just searching from habitat to habitat until he finds his perfect freshwater home.
0: Oh, okay. I was thinking that he lost his shell. <laughs> I know. So many different versions we could have taken. <laughs> I'm like, who took his shell? Give it back. <laughs> so. That's the next story. <laughs> Um, I like that. And and that's another series that can go a lot of different places. You know, you've got the turtle has lost his home. You know, you've got uh, connections to people who have lived in Africa. You can mm-hmm. talk about the lions losing their homes. And, yeah. You know, all kinds of different things like that. So, And that's
1: um, the thing. I really like topics and stories that you can relate to and you can expand upon and really make you think.
0: I like it. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, alright so when someone
0: comes to you with a book idea what's the first thing that you and and this is kind of fun because I've been asking authors this but with you having the additional uh, background of having your own publishing house you know you can kind of answer my questions a little bit more thoroughly maybe what is the what's one of the first things you tell an author that comes to you and says I have an idea
1: I know and I, I do tell everyone that everybody does have a story to share and You just have to know your target audience and who you want to share the story with. And there is a company that will work with you. I mean, it just is a matter of finding your niche. Mm -hmm. I really think that you need to write a story from your knowledge and your experience or the people around you experience because that's going to produce the best story. And then from my end, I'm always saying, okay, how can you – convince me that I can use this in a lesson or a school or it's really going to motivate kids to read it over and over again. Because the of kids will read any book once, but I want the kids to pick it up and read it again. Mm-hmm. And with Amy's Travels, I mean, I feel so sorry for some of these parents that email me, but they'll say, you know, my little girl wants to read Amy's Travels every night before they go to bed. Yeah. And, you know, you apologize because you know that the parents are reading the same book over and over again. But on the flip side, you're just so glad that some kids have really connected to it and want to read it. So I really say just to find something you're familiar with and can write with and, and write that story. And
0: you might be the person that is perfect for writing other people's stories. And, exactly. You know, there's, you can be the storyteller mm-hmm. or you can be the person that pulls the stories out of the other people to tell. Oh exactly,
1: definitely. So those yeah. are sometimes some of the best
0: stories. Right. and then you just fictionalize a little bit and you know you're you're on your way. like you like you said with Amy, she doesn't have to actually physically go to any of these countries for you to tell more stories about it. Mm-hmm. Um, although she has been in a lot of countries, you can just actually you know just put her in places and situations that you would imagine that um, a
1: child would be in. Yes, exactly.
0: Well, um, okay, so you would tell them to just find something that they're uh they're excited about because yes. one thing you don't want to get started in a book and then find out you bored yourself with it <laughs>
1: correct I oh, know, and you can't write about something you're not familiar with right, and you do have to write about things you know, things you're passionate about, people you know, like you said. Uh, places you know, don't reach for a topic that you think is interesting but you really don't have a real-life experience with because that story is is not going to work and it's going to be so hard for you to write. And then it's going to be even harder for you to convince somebody else to read it and enjoy it. That's a
0: really good point. You know, there's people that want to go out and create info products and Mm -hmm. that want to write books about how to this, how to that. And they don't have the experience. They're just putting out there what they think is the hot niche of the week. And, exactly. Yeah. And, and those aren't going to work. No, not at all. So there's you, every, like you said, everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. And the question is just letting yourself uh, sit and think and figure out what that story is. hmm and in our busy society, there's a lot of people that, you know, oh, I want to write a book. Oh, I want to write short. Oh, I want to write poetry. And then they never set aside
1: any time for it. Yeah. And, I mean, you have to spend and just, you know, set it up like an appointment. Ten minutes every day you're going to write or you're going to add to it or you're going to brainstorm. And that way you know you're always working on whatever you're trying to do, article, book, poem, children's piece of work whatever but that way you're committed to doing it
0: um another thing too that's that's something that i'm hearing in a resounding way and as you know someone who is afraid to sit down and and write a book um until recently myself Mm i am hearing more and more about the and this is what i used to do and and i've pulled that notebook out again and taken a new look at it is write what you feel like writing when you feel like writing it not worrying about if it's the beginning or end of something or if it's something that's going to be bigger. Just write down, if something comes in your head that you feel you need to write about, just write it. And I've talked to more than one author that said she would write things on a certain topic and throw them all in a file, and then one day she pulls out the file folder and realized she had enough material for a book. Oh, wow. You know, just because she wrote notes here and there. Right, I believe it. Um, I have another author that I interviewed that um, she's a work-at-home mom as well. And when she takes her kids to all those lovely places that, you know, you're, they're too far away to come back home in between, yeah. and you're sitting there with nothing to do, she brings your laptop. Mm-hmm. And she just writes for that half hour while you're, you know, waiting for your daughter in dance class or your son at soccer practice, not to pigeonhole anybody, but, you know. Sure. Um yeah, just write just where you can and when you can. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were working on your book, did you come up with the idea of your publishing company at the same time, or did you do the publishing company
1: first? How did that work? I sent Amy's Travels to uh, someone in Richmond, a publishing company in Richmond, who is now actually a colleague of mine, and we do a lot of projects together. But I sent a one-page manuscript to him. And, I mean, that's all it is. I mean, because the children's book expanded on multiple pages. You type it up, and it's one page. Yeah. And I sent it to him, and he wrote back and called and said, I love this idea, and I can, I like your mission because I really had presented the idea of I want it in schools. I want people to use it because I've found that, you know, making sure you can market yourself and promote yourself is much more important than the actual story itself Mm -hmm. so instead of just having it having a good story and just sitting on the shelf they really are looking for how you're going to get it out to the public so Mm -hmm. i you know presented that whole thing in the story and he called me back you know i love it but i don't do children's books Ah. and you know he focuses on nonfiction, adult novels so With that, I decided to say, okay, well, I want to work with you because he could help me package my book and and things like that. And then when it got down to actually the book was ready to go, what are we going to do? How are we going to sell it? I thought, I'm just going to start my own company because if I put this under my imprint, which we did, he packaged it under Creative Minds Publications. You know, I just started the business. I started my company, you know, researched how to do it and learned a lot about the industry. Still, I'm learning as I go. And I just realized, well, the best person to publish and sell and market this book is me. And that's what I decided to do. That's
0: that's wonderful. And it's because you saw a need and you filled it. And like you said, you already have a platform for not only your own books, but for other people's books and to encourage other people to write. Um now how do you how do you manage that as the publishing company you have freelancers that help you um with editing and book covers and different services or how do you well, cuz i know there's so is, much
1: yeah there is and the great the great thing about it is the people that come to me you know mainly educators They have the book. They've used the book in their classrooms before just as that paperback story or whatever. And they have the vision. Mm -hmm. They come to me with it done with the story. It's just a matter of them wanting to share it. And the great thing is my partnership with Brandy Lane Publishers, who is the colleague I talked about, he does... The packaging and the editing and because he knows that side of the business and i do the educational side and so our two forces together i mean you're coming to work with me and you're really working with two well-known companies in richmond so that's kind of the difference between you're not just coming to me and we're doing everything but we're pulling in experts from richmond and then again we have expert distributors now throughout the state and throughout the East Coast and even California that know us and are, you know, willing to work with us to put our books in the schools. So it's just a really good association that we've created and people that want to work together and promote the same goal. And it's just been wonderful, a wonderful thing to do. And
0: that brings up a good point for writers that are looking for publishing assistance and Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason... You know whether their topic is too timely and they can't go with a regular publisher or you know they don't want to research the traditional publishing or they you know they just for whatever reason they want to Mm self-publish but they don't have all the skills necessary find a small boutique publisher like yourself Mm -hmm. there are um, a ton of them out there yes and they are all willing to work with People, like you said, your book didn't fit in the other person's uh, wheelhouse, so Mm -hmm. you created your own. Right. And now you're helping other people. And it's the same with some other small presses that I've spoken to. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got 20, 30 authors that they work with, and that's it. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, they'd like to expand, but they're doing it slowly, and they only take a certain genre because they they know that's where their strength is. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? like. I would be perfectly comfortable recommending a couple of authors to you to say, here, you know, I know you self-published this and can't can't get legs with it. Here, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk to Catherine and see if she can help you out. Right, right. And uh, that's the other great thing about this series is we're finding out about all these great little companies and all these little support systems
1: for... I- yeah, I love your work, and I love that you're showcasing such a variety of authors and a variety of writers. That's amazing.
0: Well, and it's really educational for me, too, because I'll, I'll interview you, and you're all about indie publishing, but you've partnered up, and you've created your own publishing company. Mm-hmm. And then I'll talk to somebody who's completely independently publishing without any, you know, publishing house at all, and they have their own. This, one of the women that I interviewed last week, I, to, I told her she has a village, it takes a village to build a book because she yeah. literally had, like, 30 people in her um, in her immediate, you know, space of where she worked and everything that, you know, could edit particular parts of her nonfiction book and make sure everything was cohesive and, you know, she knew editors, she knew publishers, she knew everybody, and mm-hmm. she ran it through all these different people. And on the other hand, you've got people that still stand by that they've got to be traditionally published or else no one will take them seriously. And they are going down that route no matter what. And I think it's important for writers to hear all three.
1: I agree. Because, I mean, one is going to work best for you. And obviously, it's going to vary on your style and your personality. And you have to know that there are options and that one is the right fit for you.
0: Yep. Now, um, I already asked you what's the first thing you tell somebody that's um, coming to you to be published if there's a writer out there um, that doesn't fit what you're doing what what would you recommend just a beginning author? what would you mm-hmm. what would be your first advice
1: to them? I just always say to research and write people. I mean, I when I started, I think I was writing 10 letters, ten emails a day just writing companies, asking them what they're doing, here's my idea, what do you think? Because you just have to put yourself out there and ask for advice. And people are willing to give you advice. No, they're not all necessarily going to work with you, but they are going to give you a tidbit of information for you just to use and have and, and to hold on to. So doing your research, figuring out who would best help you out And writing those people and asking questions is definitely something that I did and I continue to do.
0: And do you do that like right when you first get your your book idea or do you wait until your book is written?
1: I do, uh, you know, either way, because if I have a great idea and a company loves the idea so much and is ready to go with it, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then other people, yes, will say, i'd like to see the first three chapters or the manuscript but you know it just kind of depends again you know some people are ready just to jump in with the fabulous idea
0: okay now back to the amy amy's travels book yeah i'm fascinated do you have illustrations or photos in that book as well or is it just text
1: No, it is illustrations, um, not done by me, because I am a writer. I just have to surround myself with artistic (laughs) people. Uh Um, But they're done by a childhood friend of mine and my sister, and they're all very child-friendly illustrations that correlate perfectly with the text. So throughout the book, the text is on one page with a beautiful picture to match in the illustrations.
0: Nice. I'm going to have to go pick up a copy, because this just sounds like,
1: even though I have no more
0: little kids running around, Um, I got to go pick it up anyway. And um, my 12-year-old grandson is actually starting to write. And him and his mother are planning, my daughter, are planning a road trip that will take them around the country um, in a big circle for the month of August. So um, I... You know he's already written a small book a couple short yeah. stories and he's got ideas for other books that he's he's putting putting down and we're trying to encourage him and find ways to encourage him to talk about um the things that he's doing like you interviewed mm-hmm. amy or she wrote down mm-hmm. stories for you or whatever that's yeah. what i want for alec to do is to just you know tell me a story about where you were today or tell me a story where you you know why did you go there and Um, different things, and they're going to camp in a lot of national
1: parks. And see, and that's great, because that's what I tell all my students, and you know, the teachers that I work with, when they say, how do we get our kids to write? And you just, instead of saying, write something down, you do need to say, Tell me about it or what is happening. You have to just kind of change your verbiage so the kids really understand that they need to get all their ideas out and share them. And also having them tell the story, because so many kids will tell like a 10 minute story and then they'll write one sentence. Yep. <laughs> so having them really tell you the story and then you even writing what they're saying first. Microphone. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dictating it, recording it, whatever, because, I mean, children have so many great ideas to share
0: and and they don't even realize it because you know a lot of times um adults overshadow them or Mm -hmm. you know they go to tell somebody a story and it's you know it's it's dinner time and mom's cooking dinner and dad's just getting home from work and getting settled in and wants to watch the news and Mm -hmm. and then they just either they forget or you know they don't bother to to say it later so I think um, an important point for some parents that may be listening is Mm -hmm. that you need to have reverse story time with your children every night and, you know, have story time where they tell you stories, but then turn it around and have them tell you stories about their day or what they thought of. And that's, that's have it exactly right. Have your laptop microphone on and a little program called Audacity that will just, you know, just let them tell their story. Don't even let them know they're being recorded. Just let them tell you their story while you're sitting at your desk. Oh, and, yeah. They want to
1: they talk. <laughs> and
0: they'll talk. And the next thing you know, you may have a collection of stories that is actually, you know, editable and very easy to put into a book. And, and then you can say, look what you did. You know, and you can say that you wrote this book, but you didn't know it because you were just talking to me. And that's what all writing just comes down to, whether it's nonfiction, fiction, plays, screen screenplays, whatever it is, you're telling a story. Mm Mm-hmm. So true. Now, um... (sighs) Gosh, we've gone over so much already. All my, I know. <laughs> all my normal questions you've kind of answered already, but um, you, you have such good answers. Let's. So what would be your parting thoughts to someone who's listening to our podcast that um, what would just be something that you absolutely want to make sure that writers know?
1: Well, you know, I truly did not think I was going to be a children's author. I mean, I never really... Thought about it when, and now looking back, when I was little, I, I was writing all the time and had a notebook with me at all times, but never really thought about it as a profession. And I just decided that in my not my network of schools and teaching and my industry that we use children's literature all of the time that's how we teach Mm -hmm. and there are so many great books out there but there's so many new books that we really need to embrace and use and I love when I get information about a new story out there that's unique and can be utilized and be a teaching tool but be engaging and that's how I decided to get into it and Now, as a children's author, I'm so glad that I did it, and I'm so excited to share the story. So it really just comes down to if you're passionate about something and you have an intended audience, then you just need to work hard and be motivated and and get it out there because someone is going to enjoy it and appreciate it, and they're going to share it with others.
0: Now, a lot of people, myself included, are, um, like, I'm a professional photographer, and yeah. I can write, I can, I can put out children's books all day long if I had a format, because, like, I have a series on zoo animals, mm-hmm. and I have a series on butterflies, and I have a series on different kinds of, uh, different kinds of roses, and, you know, different kinds of things all over the place, places from travel. Mm -hmm. would that do you need stories to go along with that and i'm not just asking for myself i have a lot of photographer friends that Mm -hmm. um have the same dilemma that i do now with the um color books are less expensive to produce now right um you know with the kindles the ebooks are able to be done in color you know is there is there a template or a guideline or is just having information about the whatever is the topic of the book, is that enough?
1: Yeah, because honestly, you know, pictures are so many, so many times just tell a story in itself. And a lot of times you could just do a word list picture book, kids love wordless picture books because it's not intimidating. <laughs> right. Um, and then on the flip side, you can always just add a word or a phrase, you know, if you really wanted to kind of create a theme or you wanted to leave kind of a mark or a lesson of how it impressed you or how the photograph really stuck with you and you want to share that with the reader. But I don't believe that it has to be like a one-size-fits-all thing because there's so many creative ways to incorporate your artwork with your words. And it can be short, it can be long, it can just be a few words or no words at all. It's just the whole idea of sharing that that idea, that theme, that central theme, or whatever passion you had when you were taking the photographs or drawing the pictures or whatever you were doing.
0: That's really good. That, that I Thank you, because like I said, I have a whole group of artists and photographers mm-hmm. that have uh you know, thousands of photos that can be instructional and they're I mean I'm right. talking about people that do excellent work and they can be used in an instructional way like you said mm-hmm. or they can be um again back to my grandson, he put together a book called What Do You See? And that came from the idea that as you're walking through mountains and you're walking through national parks and you're, you're walking through different uh, wilderness areas and you look up at the mountain or the rock formations and you see something that looks like an animal or mm-hmm. a face or an yeah. alien. Cool. And that's the kind of thing like in... He, and he did it in... And I, I want to do a much more in-depth one, but he started out with some of his and he didn't put on each one what he saw because he wants you to... Figure it out for yourself. To think about it. I love
1: it. Yeah. So great idea.
0: Yeah. Those are the those are the kinds of things that people around me come up with. I am mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> surrounded by visual artists. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, well, it's been really great talking to you. Um, Thank I hope you. to talk to you again in the future um, and see how your how your company and how your books are coming along. And tell everybody again, um, a lot of our people listen through iTunes, and they don't necessarily get to our show notes page, so mm-hmm. where can people
1: find you on the internet? Yes. Yeah, I mean, just look up Katherine Stark, com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook at Creative Minds Publications, Twitter at Katherine Stark, and Amy's Travels is also available on Amazon.
0: Okay, awesome um now for those of you who are listening we hope you will go over to bookgoodies.com and you can search for katherine stark and you will be able to find this podcast and any future podcasts we do with her and and her books that we have on the site and you can leave comments and you can also Go up to the top of the page and you can tell us if um, you'd like to be a guest on our podcast or if you have a a topic you would like covered. You know, do you want to hear more about making children's books or, you know, how different people can can go about making uh, books that get into schools or or whatever. Um, You can also, there's a tell us about your book link and um, you can... Find us not only at bookgoodies.com, but you can find us at um, on Twitter and Facebook, both at slash bookgoodies. And you can find me personally at twitter.com slash Loxley, L-O-X-L-Y, and at com. And again, Catherine, thank you. This has been a wonderful uh, podcast. I think our listeners will get a lot out of. Thank and, you so much. Um, as always, we want to thank geekcast.fm for hosting all of our podcasts and having not only podcasts that are uh, relevant to people who are writing books and marketing books, but also marketing in general, internet marketing and work-at-home parents. Uh, There's some work-at-home dads and and I recently started a second podcast, which is uh, work-at-home moms slash work-at-home dads. So um, thanks everybody for listening. Get out there and get writing and have a great day.